It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. Day to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From SF Land, this is Dorking Out, a podcast for people who love to dork out about movies, TV, and everything pop culture. Welcome to Dorking Out. My name is Sonia Mansfield, and joining me is my podcasting sister from another mister and the co-host of Dorking Out, Margot D. Hello, my friend. Hello, my friend. I'm interviewing nannies today. I don't have to actually call references or anything, do I? (laughs) Please check your references. Also, <laughs> hire someone to make a fence. You never oh know when you're going to need it. Oh, my God. <laughs> this this week, movie. We are dorking out about 1992's The Hand That Rocks the Cradle, starring Annabella Sciorra. Sciorra. God damn it. <laughs> I, I would love to pretend that I do that shit on purpose, but I just really suck. Uh, Rebecca Domornay, I got that right. Matthew, I'm sorry, Matt McCoy, uh, mm-hmm. Madeline Zima, I, got, I know mm-hmm. how to pronounce Zima, uh, a little actress known as Julianne Moore, and Ernie Hudson, one of the Ghostbusters. And, yes. Uh, it's directed by Curtis Hansen, and this is like one of his first movies that he directed. He also did Wonder Boys and which you just did on Book Versus Movie. I love Wonder Boys. Yeah. And then he did LA Confidential and Eight Mile. And uh this was your pick, Margot. Why did you see this movie in the theater? Oh yeah, of course I saw it in the theater. I I love movies like this. I wish they made them more often. Just like trashy uh you know slasher kind of thrillers. Uh, but that have really good actors in them that that are trying to be like drama, but they really are just a slasher flick in the long run. Yeah, I think and they're like I think a, it's great. They're like lifetime movies now. Like this oh, sort of yeah. thing is like a lifetime or a hallmark or yeah, you know that sort of thing. And this is like a like a like a fatal attraction type. Totally. It's, yeah, like a kind of you know a thriller for adults about adult things. <laughs> White things. <laughs> Adult white things. <laughs> this is Seattle we're talking about. So. Oh, my gosh. So if you guys don't know what this movie is, you should watch it because it's actually really entertaining. <laughs> and I don't, I, don't even, I don't even know where to start. I mean, the movie it, o- opens with this amazing, like, uh, house porn, basically. Yes. Like, it, the camera's, like, slowly moving through this beautiful, like, ha- cute house in Washington uh the house is super white and I don't mean like the people living in it although they're white too it's like 
everything's white like the walls are white the furniture's kind of white like everything's white it's it's pristine pristine that's a really good word for this so uh annabella she say it shiora shiora plays a woman named claire who's pregnant and she goes to an OBGYN. It's like a new OBGYN for her. And he's fucking creepy as fuck. He's so creepy. And he, I, I forget about this scene. I, I totally forgot about this scene. I, I didn't remember at all that this was a thing that was going to happen. He, he molests her and she files the complaint. Um, it's, really gr- it's really creepy how they film that too. It's really upsetting. Um, she's she's pregnant. She's in the stirrups. And every woman that's had this kind of operation, or any guy, you know, you're getting your, you know, butt probed or whatever. <laughs> it's just very uncomfortable. You know, yeah. it's an adult moment. You're like, ugh, you feel very vulnerable. And so that kind of trust in that other person mm-hmm. is really essential. Yeah. And I don't know about you. I've never been to a male OBGYN. I've only gone to women. And I think it's because of this movie. It probably <laughs> is. I'm trying to it's think probably... if I've ever had a, a male. Um, I, I don't think so. Yeah, my, my GP is a male, but I am my eye doctor. But no, I've never had an OBG. And there's one scene where he's, in, he's inspecting her and he takes his rubber gloves oh, off. He pretends to put them on what, you know, so that she can see. And then he takes them off. Yeah, and she can see that, or she hears it. Yeah, and, and then, then he, yeah, go oh, ahead. and then he gives her then, her exam and with his bare hands because he gets off on it. It's really, really creepy, and like most women's like worst nightmare. It's like a total nightmare. Yeah, it's so gross. So she leaves, and of course she's like very afraid and she's very upset, and she files a complaint because she doesn't want it to happen to someone else. And then four other women come forward. Yep. And this all like, happens like really fast. It's like the Me Too movement, if you guys think about it. Like yeah. it's, that, that's what happens in Seattle. I mean, and they show Claire's picture, by the way, on TV. I'm like, are what? you supposed to be doing that? Uh, She's a yeah. victim of a sex crime. Yeah. No. I wrote but, that in my notes. I'm like, I'm not sure they'd show your face <laughs> and like your name. And like, I mean, they pretty much give her address there i think her address too yeah (laughs) on yakima avenue this woman was molested by a guy that she paid uh so and she's married to like the most understanding guy in the world like he's like a super you know he he's really empathetic he's really he listens to her but he says look we have to go because they're gonna do this to somebody else yeah we and and so she very bravely and then it turns out the guy is a total fucking creep yes sonia i Host a podcast called yeah. What a Creep, if you ever want to check that out. We could do an episode about him. Yeah. And what happens is that he is married to Rebecca de Mornay. And she's this be- and God, is she beautiful. She's I, so I, beautiful. She's so stunning. I, you could just make a movie about her face. I mean, she's yeah. just so lovely. But she, so she doesn't believe this is real, what's happening. She doesn't think he really did it. But he commits suicide. He dies by suicide. So he doesn't she doesn't get the life insurance money from him because that breaks the policy and they live in a very fancy schmancy house mm-hmm. and they're basically like you could stay until you have your baby by the way she's pregnant but then you got to go yeah and that and, stuff is really scary too oh and she, and she miscarries which is a horrible horrible scene and, to watch 
and they, it messes with women this movie it really does and it really once again like curtis hansen really directs like this really well like she she faints after her meeting she collapses and they rush her to the hospital and the way it's filmed i think it really shows like how traumatic and scary that shit is there's like a lot of commotion you don't know what's going on you know she's yelling for the baby all this stuff and then she loses the baby and it's really really sad and then on top of that you know things were so fucked up down there that she has to get an emergency her hysterectomy so now she can't even try again if she wants to which is I, awful i mean which is like and so she loses her husband and her baby and her home mm-hmm. you know she's losing everything her reputation everything and one fell swoop so what happens is that Claire has her baby. It's a baby boy, very cute. And she has a daughter who's really cute too, Emma. Mm-hmm. And she needs now a nanny. First, first she hires somebody to build a fence for her. It takes him like three months. It's uh, Ernie <laughs> they, Hudson. Yeah, he plays someone with special needs that she hires through a program to build a fence. Uh, and then they just keep hiring, I think, they they actually mention like we're gonna find more stuff for him to do because they like him so much. So they're they're yeah. constantly hiring. He's like their handyman, basically, and he's there like every day, you know, building something. Yeah, clean the gutters and yeah. stuff like that. Like he and, and he's like I said, he becomes a part of the family. If they all really like him, and as she as Sonia mentions, he's a person with special needs. We don't get that that often nowadays. Yeah. Um, that used to be a thing in movies. Yes. People wanted to play a person with special needs because Oscar. Yeah, uh, it, it screamed Oscar. <laughs> it did not for Ernie Hudson. No. <laughs> and he's fine. Yeah, and, and it, he's and great. It, there's, no, there's no problem with his performance. I think he's fine, actually. It's Yeah. It's very well done. It's not, it's not um, distasteful, I guess, or over the top or any of those things. It's more subtle than you think. It's yeah. more subtle than we're, yeah. And then, so one day, she's walking, taking her daughter to the bus, and she forgets to give Emma her jacket. And it's a scene, like, Curtis Hanson knew how to direct a movie. Like, he just, there's a scene where all of a sudden the bus just suddenly stops, and then Rebecca Mornay just walks around it. And so basically, she stopped the bus, so that helps the mother. And we forgot to mention, by the way, Claire is an asthmatic, mm-hmm. and when she gets upset, she... All of a sudden, she has to have her breather thing with her. Yeah, her little um, asthma inhaler. Inhaler, thank you. Yeah. And anyway, so they just start talking, and the woman says, oh, I'm looking. My name is Peyton, and I'm looking for Claire because I'm applying for the job of nanny. And she's like, oh, well, I'm Claire. Come on over. Come around the house. Take a look at everything. And do they even look at a, res- a resume? No. No, okay. there's no look at a resume, and she there is a whole thing about I'm gonna leave you my references, but they clearly don't call them. <laughs> and, and and this is like if you could say this is before like this is a couple of years before the internet, before I mean it's definitely before like the internet yes. is even around, but I mean nobody had it. But I had a job at that time, and you had to fill out a form and then you had to give them your references and then people would call your references to make sure you actually worked at the place that you said you worked at and can vouch for your character. Like that's the whole point of it. And she does not do diligence and it's not like she was hiring for a fence builder. She's hiring someone to take care of her baby that was just born and someone and to live with them. They're going to, first of all, 
she's going to live in your house. Check the references. What the hell yeah. is wrong with you? And then second, like, why do you need a nanny full time in your house when she so she the whole thing with Claire is Claire's going to build a greenhouse in her backyard. Apparently, that means they need a full time nanny because Claire's <laughs> going to be right in the backyard building a greenhouse. I'm like, couldn't they make it so that Claire gets a job? So Claire has to go back to work like other mothers, like most mothers. What does her husband do? Is he a lawyer or something? They actually say he's a genetic engineer. And I wrote in my notes, too bad he can't engineer himself some charisma because that dude... Yeah, poor thing. The poor actor. It's not that he's terrible. He's not. And he played Lloyd Braun on Seinfeld, by the way. If you yes. <laughs> Lloyd Braun. <laughs> um, there's nothing wrong with him. He's fine. It's just he's so nothing. He's like jello. He's like He's very sappy. He takes up space in the movie and reads the lines, but like he doesn't bring like a lot of personality. <laughs> No, they don't give him much to do. He's he's just the generic nice guy husband. Yes. And apparently he makes a lot of money because they could get a full time nanny so that Claire can do yard work. I mean, this and this house is ginormous. Yes. And they get a nanny that's hot, like Rebecca DeMornay. And I remember Julianne Moore, the movie, she's like, you'd never get a woman that good. I'm like, that's right, girl. You do not get a hot nanny is the smartest person in this movie. She's all the brains. She has to think everything for everybody, and they don't give her enough to do. She should be in way more scenes. Yeah. I, I think she's like, – they just didn't know what they had, I think. But she wear, it's very 90s. She has a little 90s power bob and her power suit, mm-hmm. and she's a lawyer, and she's very bitchy. Yeah. Uh, there was one time where she leaves the office. She goes, cancel my meetings for the morning, and her, he, this guy says, what do I say? She goes, you went to Harvard. Think of something. <laughs> Love that line. I wish she had been in the movie more because she is really smart. And I will say like Peyton, the uh, crazy Peyton, she's actually really smart too. Oh yeah. You know, she is really good at manipulating this family of like planting the seeds so that they kind of get to where she needs them to be. I mean, ultimately it doesn't work. Spoiler alert. It doesn't work, but she's, She's really smart at like playing on like people's insecurities and yeah. She so her and Julianne Moore's character are pretty smart, but the movie could have used more, more Julianne Moore. That's her. That's more. why. That's why it's her name. Julianne yeah, exactly. Moore, please. <laughs> more please. More please. She's she's great, and she so she plays the ex girlfriend of Claire's husband. And that's supposed to be a thing like, ooh, they went out at one time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, he clearly loves his wife. He clearly yeah. loves his kid. He's not going to, he's not, he's clearly not going to stoop around on her. Right. That's just, he's not that interesting. He's just not going to do that. So, but that's like a false like flag there. But she does, like you said, she does create this insecurity within the family and she's uber um, on top of things. She's super efficient. I wrote down in my notes, like, wow, she could clean a house in a pencil skirt and a white button down blouse yeah, and not get a speck of dirt on her. You know, she, she is always type, looks great. She is type a, yeah. You know that she like had this whole plan, like written out in a day planner. 
Yep. <laughs> and like every fucking minute is like scheduled out in her day planner of how she was going to destroy this family. <laughs> well, so she begins at three in the morning with a breast pump yeah. because she still did that even though she lost her baby because her plan is she's going to make Claire's baby take her milk and reject Claire's milk. So that's going to set up part of Claire's insecurity about being a mother. Yes. And then she finds out that Emma is being teased by a kid at school. And I love the Actually, scene. Actually, I really love the scene. Love <laughs> the scene where she goes on the school crowd and she threatens to, like, rip his arm off. Yeah. It's great. Actually, more people should do that to bullies. Fuck those kids. Yeah. Yeah, fuck them. Because they turn into assholes <laughs> if you don't interfere, intervene. Excuse yeah. me. And then she flirts with the husband. But that that's really not going to go anywhere. And then she... Uh, oh, there's one great scene where she's in the bathroom and she has the plunger and she locks herself in the stall mm. and just has a fucking meltdown yeah. and bah, like bashing all around. It's great. Yeah. Like she's acting her ass off she here. Really is. There's actually, and there's a really, one of the little smart things that she does. So there's of course this like gratuitous shot of Claire, like in her underwear and like a sheer robe getting ready to go out mm -hmm. uh, on a double date with her husband. And she totally does not have the, I just had a baby body, by the way. It's right. Like, I'm like, whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, this is taking me out of the movie. But she's like, oh, I'm going to wear this red dress. It's real. It makes me feel really sexy, blah, blah, blah. And she like turns her back and then Claire like puts a, or not Claire, sorry. Uh, Peyton puts a stain on the dress. The, so the, they, the perfume. Yeah. So she. It's just like a, another little thing she does to, that like fucks with Claire. And then Claire's like has to wear her like frumpy flower dress. Yes. <laughs> she didn't have one other dress she could bring. Yeah. Like she only, every woman has a black dress. Right? I was like, she only has one sexy dress. The rest of them are like, I'm wearing this to the PTA. Yeah. So she's wearing her like flowery. It's like an Easter outfit. <laughs> Excuse me. It's like a little, like she needs a bonnet. <laughs> I and to go to church. Love, I would love it if she came down in the Easter dress and the bonnet and like little white gloves. Okay, I'm ready to go out now. I feel so sexy. I'm dressed just like my daughter. Uh, it's just like one of those little things that she does that fucks with her. It's it's great. And so Claire, it's so she it's ratcheting up. You know, the baby's rejecting the mother's milk, and the daughter's having more fun with Peyton because Peyton's really cool and beats up bullies and her husband sees this like beautiful blonde creature that could take care of everything mm -hmm. like I said like in heels and a skirt and always looks great and Claire's insecurity just crack oh and then she has the thing where she has the FedEx item yeah her husband's business plan or whatever and she's supposed to take it to FedEx and then Peyton loses it on her yeah so she goes to FedEx and then Peyton does the thing where she goes around the house and takes all of her inhalers and just squirts them all out yeah so she's running around the house going oh. of course they had to make Claire an asthmatic like that was one of the things I wrote in my notes like of course, of course. It's like they had to make her that had to be her Achilles heel, so to speak. Her, but she winds up in the hospital. Yeah, her asthma is like hardcore or something. Oh, no. Because yeah, she goes yeah. from like totally fine to, I'm going to die in like a second. <laughs> Drenched in sweat yeah. and just completely, yeah, she looks like she ran a marathon or something. Like it's it's incredible. And that's also adding to it. Like, is she competent? Can she actually be alone with this baby? Maybe it's a good idea right. to have somebody around, like all all that stuff. 
and it goes up and goes up and ratchets up and ratchets up. And then it's a great scene, but it upsets me greatly. Julianne Moore goes to the glass house uh, that Clarice yeah, the is. Greenhouse. The greenhouse, yeah. thank you. And she set up the windows. So the, it's glass windows. So you open the door and the glass windows just shatter. And was she trying to kill Claire? Yeah. Was, yeah. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. But oops, she yeah. killed Julianne Moore. And all of that is so, like, once again, Julianne Moore, usually the smartest character in this movie. She's the one who figures out first that Peyton is the wife of the doctor who killed himself and she right. figures it out in the most amazing way because they like drop these she's a realtor and they drop these listings off on her desk and she looks and she sees a wind chime that looks just like the wind chime that Peyton gave Claire so she's uh -huh. like huh that's the same wind chime and then like you know looks up old newspaper stories and finds a picture of because the newspaper would totally have a picture of like the widow <laughs> right at the at the grave site <laughs> oh, that's microfiche in case yeah, you guys microfiche. are wondering microfiche you know, of course that would happen shit. that would happen too and you know so she puts it together and there is actually a, another great scene by Curtis Hansen he cuz he directs so well of Julianne Moore's character driving to go tell Claire this news and the way she's driving is so crazy you 100% believe she is going to die in a car, in a car accident, accident before yeah. she even and gets smoking. there. And smoking. And she's of like smoking. She yeah, it's like the, she's doing all three. She tears up into the house. She's like, I want to say Claire. And then she goes right to the, the, the greenhouse and then it kills her. Yeah. And then, and Peyton's in the kitchen just eating her apple with the knife, you know, that evil weight of doing it. <laughs> By the way, and, if you eat an apple like that, you're a monster. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> You're up to no good. Nobody, I don't trust you. Nobody eats an apple that way. You're a monster. No. So when the and when the cops do arrive, there's no crime scene tape. There's no. There's no. no they don't because her fingerprints are all over the goddamn place. I looked right. at them like she's not wearing gloves. Like nobody's doing fingerprints. Nobody's putting up crime scene tape. Like this woman was actually murdered, but they think it's just some accident. Right. And then you know eventually, just uh, what happens is that. They, they send her, they, they confront her and say, hey, you got to go because you're a fake. And she's like, this is my family. And then she leaves <laughs> and then she comes back and she has to die over falling out of the house and onto the picket fence that has been built for her death, Yes, basically. Yeah, that's the reason they needed it, just in yeah. case. Just in case. Mm -hmm. And you know, the Ernie Hudson character comes back. Oh, the whole thing where she had it look like he was a child molester. That part was oh. really, actually, that part was really creepy too. Cause yeah. so Solomon is always around the house. So he instantly gets the vibe from her that she's a, like, that she's not right. He knows it right. immediately. He identifies it immediately. So he's always around and he actually sees Peyton breastfeeding the baby. So he knows. 
And then there's actually, once again, really good scene where, like, Peyton confronts Solomon. And she's like, do you like watching me? Or do you like what? You know, and it's interesting because at first she's trying the, you know, to be sexy. Like, do you like watching me? And when he doesn't take that bait, it she switches to, like, calling him the R word, slaps him, and then starts planning the idea that he's molesting Emma with Claire. And that shit is fucked up because it plays on what happened to Claire in her, right. you know, with with Peyton's now dead husband. And and then she takes like some of Emma's underwear and hides it in Solomon's like bike uh, trailer thing. And uh, I mean, it's pretty creepy. Yeah, it's super it. creepy. And once again, like they're they're really quick to believe it. Right. And I'm like, well, you probably checked Solomon's references. Have you checked? <laughs> like, did you check? Did you check Peyton's? Like, just in no. case. Nobody checked anything, and this is the problem. So they, they, so but at the very end, he comes back and he's holding the baby boy, and so you know, like they're going to be okay. Like the family's going to be okay. But Rebecca DeMornay is dead. I hope they move from that house. It's probably a good idea. Yeah. Just probably start over, go somewhere. Yeah, because Julianne Moore's dead too. Yeah. I'm like, you're just there. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's also a crazy scene where they're planning a surprise party for Claire. Oh what... my God. That surprise party. I forgot about and it. And then so Claire shows up for the surprise party and she doesn't know it's a surprise party. And she just starts like accusing her husband of cheating on her with the Julianne Moore character. And she's like, You're fucking Marlene. Blah 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 blah. And he's like, um, there's people in the other room, like, you know, and then it like the camera pans over and it's like all these people like holding a cake. And I'm like, worst birthday party ever. <laughs> Awkward. I, but there's so many moments like that that you're like, you kind of, you feel bad for Claire. Cause you're like, oh my God. Cause we've all been stupid, but not yeah. in front of like that many people. I would have, uh, I would have been like, are we still going to eat the cake? <laughs> <laughs> are you going to drink that? I'm still going to yeah. drink that. Happy divorce. Yay. <laughs> Let's have some cake. <laughs> Worst party ever. Or best party ever if you're one of the guests. Oh, no, I think it'd be great. Oh, my God. I would talk about <laughs> you're, that you're shit forever. For years, you could talk about that shit. Yeah. So, remember remember so that, when we went to that party and she was accusing her husband of cheating on her? That was amazing. <laughs> that lady wound up dying in her greenhouse. It's so that insane. She totally murdered her. That's that would be would such think. a my favorite murder reader segment. Totally right there. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think they put up another? I think they stay in the house and they just build an even pointier fence. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, if I were them, I'd move. I would want to start all over someplace else because the neighbors are going to talk about that shit. Yeah. I mean, there's, that's, there's some, that's some crazy juju going on there. I don't know. She already did all that work on the greenhouse, Margo. <laughs> like the skeleton of the greenhouse is there. She just has to repa replace some glass. It's fine. <laughs> they clean the blood out. They'll it's okay. It. It'll be fine. And you get an even pointier fence and the maybe you check references. Cause I know you're going to hire a nanny again. <laughs> How messed up is Emma going to be? so messed up <laughs> Emma's got has trust issues to this day that are just off the chain like she just doesn't know what's real and what isn't real and who she can no. trust she's gonna grow Poor up to thing. be a nanny and she's gonna fuck with some other family 
they should make another movie, uh, like Hand That Rocks oh. the Cradle 2, T-O-O. Oh, yes. I totally watch the shit out of that. Yeah, I I have to say, it's a super enjoyable movie. It's really watchable. I, it's, I'm never bored. It's super watchable. <laughs> yeah. It's, there's all kinds where you're like, oh, shit, like the whole time. I, I, the whole time, and I forgot things. I forgot all about that birthday scene. Mm-hmm. I forgot about the scene where Rebecca DeBornay slaps him across the face and calls him the R word. Yeah. And the thing with the kid is great, when she takes his arm and she says, you never touch her again. Yeah. Um, it's great. It's all of it. Anna Shura, Annabelle Shura, like almost dying from the asthma everywhere. Julianne Moore. Yeah. 90s Julianne Moore. Awesome. That's when... I mean, Julianne Moore wasn't really a thing yet, but it's really fun to watch movies like that and see people in these smaller roles and how much, I don't know, how much they bring to those roles. I feel like yep. when you see a movie like this now, they, I don't know, they don't really bring it and they should. That's, it's a really, really entertaining movie. And I was fascinated. I did a little digging. I read the IMDb Did You Know stuff. And mm-hmm. um, this movie was number one at the box office for four weeks. I, I, I was there. Yeah. yeah. I'm like. Everybody saw it. That shit doesn't happen anymore. Movies are hardly ever like number one for four weeks unless they're Star Wars or Marvel now. But like the idea that this like kind of adult thriller could be the number one movie for four weeks is kind of interesting to me. Because it's just not the kind of movie they make anymore. What's funny is that when I read that too is that Rebecca De Mornay, she really wanted to play Tinkerbell and Hook, <laughs> and she didn't get it, so she got this part instead. Like this is the way better part. Tinkerbell sucks. Yeah, like, nobody is... nobody talks about Hook. Nobody. It's terrible. It's nobody cares about Tinkerbell anyway. I'm like, yeah. no, you just you picked the right part for you. I also she should work more. She should absolutely should work more. Do you remember she's in that Three Musketeers remake too? The oh, one with no. like Kiefer Sutherland and Oh uh, god that one. Yeah. We should I think it's on our list. We're, we'll yeah. get to that one eventually. Uh one other thing I saw in the Did You Know trivia. <laughs> I love this one. So when Michael, that's the husband, investigate I'm reading exactly what it says. When Michael investigates the noise in the kitchen, he finds Peyton picking up ice from the floor. Then she puts the dirty ice back in the ice storage compartment of the freezer. <laughs> And then what I love is it says <laughs> zero people found this interesting. <laughs> I'm like, I found it interesting. That's gross. That is gross, Peyton. She really is a monster. She's a total monster, she, but she's great. She, she will steal your family and she puts dirty ice back in the freezer. Fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> and we miss you. <laughs> Because she's super entertaining. Oh, my God. This movie. It was such a good pick, Marco. And it's a good oh, way to, like, ease us into, like, scary movie month, I think. Yep. Something like this. It's This movie was a real trip. Yeah. It was a good Very one. Very 92. So 92. I Once again, I think when they make movies like this, people don't. Because they made, like, what's that one? Like, Unforgettable or. No, what was it called? There was one with, like, Catherine Hagel, like last year that was like this do you remember oh god no sorry because they they're this kind of thing like you know you're trying to destroy my family you're trying to wreck my marriage you know these kind of movies but they don't really make money 
but I think people watch them when they come on TV or they play on like Netflix or. What was the one with Beyonce yeah. and Idris Alba? She's like, bitch, get out of my house. <laughs> I should watch that one. I've seen that. I remember that commercial. It was, oh, bitch, get out of my house. Oh my gosh. I just. It was so I, great. Now I'm just going to go down a whole rabbit hole. It's funny. Um, friend of the pod, uh, Adam Risky was talking about the movie Sleeping with the Enemy on yes. Twitter. Like he went to see it and he's like interested in going down this like 90s thriller rabbit hole and and I was like I think I might want to go with him on this journey like maybe next up we watch single white female <laughs> I would definitely want to talk about that one again because I mean I haven't seen it a long long time but that messed me up in the back in the day that movie there's some shit there's some shit to talk about with that movie yeah which also came out in 92 by the way it was. It's on my list of movies of 92. Would you like to hear some other movies from 92? I would. Okay, so we have Single White Female. Um, I remember really liking that one at the time, and I think there's a lot to talk about there. Did you see Boomerang with Eddie Murphy? Oh, is that Eddie Murphy? Yeah. That came out in 92. Yeah. Played at my theater. Had a boys to men song over the closing credits. That's that was end of the road or whatever I think was from boomerang. You couldn't get away from yep. that song. Um, cool world. <laughs> did you see cool world? Cool. I did see cool world in the movie theater yeah, me too. Cause it, I love Brad Pitt. It's fucking terrible. It's a terrible movie. Um, cutting edge, the cutting edge. That's on oh, our that's list. a good movie. That's on our yeah. list. Death becomes her great movie yeah by the way these are not these top, are all good movies yeah these are not top 10 movies of 92 because we've done that before so i just picked some random movies uh encino man <laughs> oh i love encino man <laughs> brendan Fraser's really really good in that actually yeah he's great my cousin Vinny. i love uh-huh I, I haven't seen that one in a long time but i remember really loving it and marissa tomei is great yeah reservoir dogs oh yeah yeah, yeah. Shining through. Did that you... my mother loved that movie. <laughs> my that's the one with Melanie Griffith. Yeah, where she she's behind enemy lines in Germany. Yeah, she's and like Michael a... Douglas crawl, carries her across. <laughs> Spoiler, but he saves her by going literally across the line. It's so I, I it's love so it. stupid. My it's, mother loved it. It's like a like a chalk line, like a football, <laughs> like touchdown, like touchdown. You totally <laughs> won. You scored. Fuck you, Nazis. Yeah, <laughs> six points. <laughs> it's a very weird movie. Um, and then I also put on the list School Ties. Oh yeah, which stars like every actor. <laughs> That becomes famous that later. That becomes famous later. Um, so that's my list. All right. So do you want to hear the top 10 for 1992? Yes, I do. Okay. So it's a little all over the place. Uh, you may or may not remember some of these. So it's number 10 was Just Another Day, John Cicada. Cicada? Oh, I know. Okay. It's Just Another Day. Yeah. Um, all for One, Color Me Bad. <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> Under the Bridge, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. Ugh, I hated that I song. I like that song. My Lovin', You're Never Gonna Get It, En Vogue. I, I loved En Vogue. Yeah, that song's rad. Tears in Heaven, Eric Clapton. The song is so sad. I can't even with that song. No. It's just too 
too sad. Nope. Uh, baby, baby, baby by TLC. That song's awesome. Uh, Save the best for last, Vanessa Williams. That became the wedding song of the nineties. Oh my god, it was such a wedding song. Yeah, Jump by Criss Cross. Yeah, That's I loved like, it. I love that song. Let's put our clothes on backwards and dance. Yep. Uh, Baby got backs from Mix a Lot. One of my all-time favorite songs. A Seattle guy, by the way. And uh, End of the Road by Boys oh, to Men. I remembered correctly. Awesome. Yep. Is that the number one? That's number one of the year. I didn't know it was number one. Fascinating. Well, according to this, according to the internet. <laughs> well, the internet wouldn't lie. <laughs> it's Billboard's top 100 songs of 1992. All right and then. So, so according to them, yeah, they well, wouldn't lie. No, of course not. And you would, and you heard that song everywhere back yeah. in the day. Um, what else are you dorking out about? What else am I dorking out about? Can I think for a second? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to talk about the Great British Baking Show. Oh, go for it. Because I fucking love the Great British Baking Show. And the new season has started. And they're actually doing something different this season. They're not, they didn't drop like all the episodes at once. They're doing it weekly, which I kind of. I find very fascinating and I'm kind of, I'm kind of fine with because then it lets me enjoy the show a little bit longer instead of me just yeah. like binging through it. And I'm curious. I, I don't think they're doing, are they doing that with any other shows on Netflix? They're trying that out because normally Netflix does the thing where they drop them all at once. Yeah. But yeah, there's like a couple of like some of their talk show, quote unquote talk shows, you know, they maybe do it that way, but I thought that was an interesting model, but the Great British Baking Show is awesome. You guys, the world is a fucking dumpster fire. The Great British yeah. Baking Show is not. It is full of the nicest people, like baking. They they are competing against each other, but they don't like. They they help each other. Like if they finish like their bake, they'll help other people with theirs. And like help them like plate their stuff, and they're all like really rooting for each other. It seriously, the show restores my faith in humanity. Like it's the best. It makes me well, so happy. That was my mom's favorite show. So yeah. I, I I always I like to watch it. You know, once in a while, it makes me think of my mom. I also caught up on Amazon Undone. <gasps> Did you love it? Loved, loved, loved it. It's eight episodes. I went through them right away. I the it, the writing is beautiful. It's beautiful to look at. It's just a part of the, the world and, and people that I don't normally see on TV. Yeah. And I, I hope they do a second season. Uh, but that's the, that I absolutely loved it. That was your idea last week. Yeah. I loved it. We're still, I think we're, we're more than halfway. I think, um, I can't wait to finish it though. Cause it, it is really so great. And I'm like the, the way it looks is so original and cool yeah. and, because of the story they're telling, like the animation really works. It's it's really, really great. I'm so glad you liked it. Oh, I loved it. I couldn't remember for a second though. I was like, I didn't write, I have to write this down when you say, what are you darking out about? Yeah. And then I never have to look at my paper. <laughs> if I don't write it down though, it completely leaves my brain. Yeah, I understand. I have a, I have a list. I have a list of shit. And I'm always writing things on my list. <laughs> always writing things on my list. I'm trying to, I'm also watch. I'm still watching Manhunter and I'm Manhunter, Mind, Mind Hunter. Hunter. Jesus <laughs> Christ, Sonia. And I'm still watching Unbelievable. 
Yeah. Which I think unbelievable is really, really great. I'm. They're all the, really great. Yeah. I'm just, it's not, I don't know. I guess I, unbelievable is not what I thought it was going to be, mm-hmm. but uh, in, in the, like a really great way. Like, I think it's, Tony Collette is really great. Marriott uh, Weaving, Weaver. Mm-hmm. Um, Merritt Weaver. Yeah, she's really great. And I like that, you know, it's about like the two of them working together on these cases. Uh, it. I like that it's two like female cops investigate. It's awesome. It's really, yeah. really great. So if you guys haven't watched that yet, you should start it. Margo, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on social media at Brooklyn Fitchick. That's for Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And my blog is brooklynfitchick.com. And you can find me at thesoniashow.com and the Sonia Show on Twitter. And you can find Dorking Out at dorkingout.com and Dorking Out Show on Twitter and Facebook. And if you could leave us a review, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. That would be rad. I would be so happy. And you can find our show on all the podcasting platforms. This was super fun, Margo. Good pick. Oh, thank you. I I thought we would have fun with it. And now if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go check your references. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch, get out of my house.